Hello, I'm Joanne Diaz, a poet and English professor at Illinois Wesleyan University. And I'm Abram Van Ingen, an English professor at Washington University in St. Louis. And this is Poetry for All, the podcast where we look at one poem each episode and think a bit about what it does and how it works. This podcast is for those who already love poetry and for those who know very little about it. We hope it'll be useful for teachers and students, but also for anyone who's ever been curious about poems. In this podcast, we'll read a poem, discuss it, learn from it, and then read it one more time. And we thought we'd start this whole series going with a few poems about poetry itself, what's called Ars Poetica. The first one we have is by the great poet Seamus Heaney called Digging. Joanne, would you be willing to read that for us? Sure. Digging. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests snug as a gun. Under my window, a clean, rasping sound when the spade sinks into gravelly ground. My father, digging. I look down till his straining rump among the flower beds bends low, comes up twenty years away, stooping in rhythm through potato drills where he was digging. The coarse boot nestled on the lug, The shaft against the inside knee was levered firmly. He rooted out tall tops, buried the bright edge deep to scatter new potatoes that we picked, loving their cool hardness in our hands. By God, the old man could handle a spade, just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's Bog. Once I carried him milk in a bottle corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mold, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots awaken in my head but I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it. Thank you. So what do you notice in this poem when you start to take a look at it? Well, even before I look at the sense or the narrative of the poem, one of the very first things I notice is its sounds. So I'm noticing that Heaney is really interested in assonance, which, and when I say assonance, I just mean that he's thinking about sounds in the middle of words, usually the vowel sounds that correspond with each other. And he's doing that throughout the poem in really interesting ways. So just as an example, even in the first two lines of the poem, between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests snug as a gun. So thumb, snug, and gun are already aligning with each other in ways that call attention to themselves. And and that makes me curious about what he wants them to do in the poem. Yeah, that's great. And one of the things I noticed too, just when you look at those two lines up front like that and think about the assonance there, everything seems to fit, like everything has its place, which is partly the theme going through the poem, like the spade fits his father, this pen fits his hand and so on. And yet it's, it, it adds to the shock value of that last word in that first dance, a gun, because it also fits its place, but it's such a shocking word to be kind of cozily fit into place here. We have a snug thing, everything's sort of finding its place, and then the thing that finds its place is a gun. So he shocks you with that opening two lines, and in part through the sound of it. And he returns to 
with a nice, is a really nice repetition at the end of the poem, right? And I know we're going to talk about the middle of the poem, but at the very end of the poem, there's a repetition there. He says, "Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it." And that really interests me because you think if you see that gun in the first part of the poem, maybe it's going to go off by the end of the poem, like Chekhov said, right? Right, um, but right. But it, it doesn't go off. He he transforms it. He he transforms it into a tool, into an impl- an instrument uh, that he can use for his writing, and I find that very compelling. So when yeah. you see him do this transformation in the poem, what do you notice? So I I think one of the things that's going on is because of that repetition, he's he's begging you to notice the process of change, the transformation of a gun, a, a tool of violence into a tool of digging. And what enabling that sort of transformation to happen is a reimagination of how he fits with his father and his grandfather. So his father and his grandfather were manual laborers who did a lot of digging. And the question is, by writing, is he breaking the tradition or is he, in a sense, continuing the tradition? And he begins to understand that he's actually continuing his tradition of his family if he can reimagine his father and his grandfather as basically artists of a sort. They were artists of digging. The manual labor they enacted had a kind of artistry to it. And as he begins to get into how exactly they went about their digging, he begins to to see that it was with a kind of skill and precision that is the same kind of labor called for in poetry. So he begins to draw connections between himself and his own parents and grandparents. I love what you're saying because uh, when you think about even in stanza three, he is describing the potato drills, which are these furrows for seeding potatoes, right? And he's looking at the precision with which his father is planting and attending to the potatoes. He's looking at the precision of what his grandfather was capable of doing. Um, If you look at the sixth stanza, he straightened up to drink the milk that was given to him, then fell to right away nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down. And so what you're saying about the labor that these men did, as well as the precision um, that they used when they did their work, is, is very compelling for how Seamus Heaney is thinking about his poetry. Yeah, and even just thinking about it as stooping and rhythm through potato drills. Potato drills are, are evenly spaced uh, in a field. He's stooping in rhythm. You think about uh, lines on a page in poems and the, and the kind of attention to rhythm that goes into poetry. So he's, he's imagining his father as a kind of poet of potatoes in a certain sense. And by doing that, he can kind of reimagine his, his own craft as a continuation. I think, too that the sounds of the poem that I was talking about earlier, a lot of the sounds that are so compelling are monosyllabic. This is not a poem Mm -hmm. that uses big ornate words, big Latinate words. These are the harder percussive words of English, right? And um, it -hmm. seems like that language that is close to the people, close to the earth, it's the language that has informed him through his father and grandfather and it's the language that he clearly wants to transfer onto the page. Well, and even if you just pick out these words, right? Nick, slice, squelch, slap. He's playing with the sound of these words and in a certain sense, enacting the sounds. The other thing that he's doing, I mean, you you started with the assonance of thumb and snug and gun. 
he links himself to the way the spade fits his father using the same sound again. So you can link sounds across a poem as well. So the coarse boot nestled on the lug. Well, lug, it fits with snug and gun and thumb. And so the spade fits his father the way the pen fits his own hand. And there's that connection there through the very sounds uh, that he's playing with in this poem. That's really nice. So that not only is the substance of the poem an extended metaphor in which there's a connection forged between the hard manual labor of planting and cultivating potatoes and creating poetry. So that, that may seem like potatoes and poetry have nothing in common but in this the world of this poem they do but not only is the substance of the poem an extended metaphor but you're suggesting that the sounds that he learned as a child the rhythms the precision are what are informing his poem and that's really nice because for me that means that the insight of this poem or at least one of them is that words like potatoes need to be cultivated, right? They need to be um, sown. They need to be uh, laid down with precision. They need to be uh, worked on again and again so that the labor of uh, tending to these potatoes all of a sudden feels very much like the labor of writing a poem. Yeah, and the other thing to think about is what are what is the digging for? Like what is being produced in each generation with this digging? So with his father, it's potatoes, and you can think of that more generally as a kind of food or nourishment for people. There's a point to this digging. Uh, with his grandfather, it's turf, which is a kind of fuel, right? So they're digging up the sod for fuel. And so if you think about the reasons for the digging and how the, how it actually helped the community through basically nourishment and fuel, and so that's another way to think about the transformation that goes on, thinking of poetry as a kind of violence, the gun in his hand, to thinking about how he might actually begin to help others through his poetry, to, to participate in his community the way his father and his grandfather did. What you're saying is so powerful because there's there's a, there are several moments in the poem where you feel like the poem might be a failure. And I don't mean that means that the poem is bad. I mean that Heaney seems to be acknowledging that he's deficient in some way, that he can't match these men who have come before him. Like when he yeah. says, yeah. by God, the old man could handle a spade. That phrase, by God, is so memorable in part because he's saying, wow, I, that that is an amazing thing that he could do. And he's yeah. sort yeah. of suggesting that he could never do that. And then later in the mm -hmm. poem, uh, he says, but I've no spade to follow men like them. He He's acknowledging very honestly, he's nothing compared to them. And in doing that, he's really putting pressure on an idea that I think a lot of poets struggle with, which is what is the use of poetry? Mm -hmm. If you are planting mm -hmm. and harvesting potatoes, you are feeding people in a very basic and foundational way that is essential for survival. Is yeah. poetry yeah. essential for survival? That I see, I feel like that could be a question that undergirds this poem in a kind of subtle and not so subtle way. And he hopes yeah. that he's yeah. up to the task, you know? Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and just to dwell on a particular moment, because I love this little moment in the poem. So if you think about poetry, as nothing is gratuitous, nothing is wasted, no words are out of place. And so you can always ask yourself, why is this word here? Why is this particular detail included? And in particular, there are moments in poems that often draw our attention to them, that to sort of ask, beg us to think about why it's there. And for me, that happens in that uh, stanza where he carries a bottle of milk to his grandfather, corked sloppily with paper. You know, what you know? What is the point of this detail in this poem? But if you think about it, 
from his childhood, the only use of paper was to cork a bottle of milk for his grandfather. That, that It served this very utilitarian purpose. And now, as he's reimagining himself in line with his father and his grandfather, that paper becomes the turf that he's going to dig. It becomes It, it takes on this whole other purpose, uh, from corking milk for his grandfather out there on Toner's Bog to becoming the bog itself or the turf itself that he's going to be digging with his poetry. Even it's wonderful, and even as I hear you talking, that's the transformation that's at work at poet in poetry. That's the extended metaphor again and again in this poem, so that it answers his question, which is yes, of course, poetry can do something. It can be of use. It's allowing us to meditate on this line of men in his family who, frankly, probably would never have written their own stories down. But here he is doing that work, digging down and down, as he says, right? Yeah. So should I read it? I would love to hear this poem again. Digging. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests, snug as a gun. Under my window... A clean, rasping sound when the spade sinks into gravelly ground. My father, digging. I look down till his straining rump among the flower beds bends low, comes up twenty years away, stooping in rhythm through potato drills where he was digging. The coarse boot nestled on the lug. The shaft against the inside knee was levered firmly. He rooted out tall tops, Buried the bright edge deep to scatter new potatoes that we picked, loving their cool hardness in our hands. By God, the old man could handle a spade. Just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's Bog. Once I carried him milk and a bottle corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing neatly heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mold, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge, through living roots awaken in my head. But I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it. That's so great. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all for listening for this first episode and join us for many more to come. Bye.